Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you, Father God. Lord, we praise you, Father God. We glorify you, Lord. We exalt you, Father God. Lord, you are the King of kings and Lord of all, Father God. We praise you for that, Father. Lord, we praise you, Father God, for giving us, Lord, this psalm, Father God. As a wake-up call, Father God, to show, Lord, where we are, Lord, spiritually, Lord, in our walk with you, Father God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes, Lord, again and again and again to see, Lord, where we are, Father God, with you, Father, where we are, Lord, in this journey, Father God, with you on our side, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, for your holy presence, Lord, to come and make each one of us, Lord, to receive the message as you want us to receive today, Father. And I pray, Father God, for your overwhelming presence to be here, Father God, and I pray, Lord, for your Precious hands, Lord, to give this message, Lord, to each one of our hearts and each one of our mind. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Psalm 51 is God's warning light. Once in a while, we get a check engine light that comes in our vehicle and that is nothing worse when that light comes because we don't know, we don't have a clue what that light indicates. The only thing you can do is to take it to a service center and find out what is wrong. And God allows this psalm as a warning light to go in our lives and let us know that something is wrong with us. But when he allows that warning light, oftentimes we ignore that warning light and we put the lid over our conscience because we are in deep spiritual lethargy. I was listening this weekend about a senator who had a huge chicken farm and one day he noticed that the chickens were standing still and when he came closer, he saw they were lethargic and their eyes were rolled into their sockets. They were affected by a deadly bug and he did not pay much close attention to them earlier and he lost all his chicken. And that is how deep spiritual lethargy looks like. If we ignore God's warning light, we will end up in a great danger. And that is what Psalm 51 is about for us to, to act, to move in action. Napoleon passed sentence on one of his soldiers and the sentence was death. The young man's mother came to Napoleon seeking a pardon for her son. The emperor replied that justice demanded death for the action of her son. The mother replied, but I don't ask for justice. The mother explained, I plead for mercy. But your son does not deserve mercy, Napoleon replied. Sir, if it would not be mercy if you deserved it. And mercy is all I ask for. And same in the Psalm, we see King David crying out for mercy. In today's world, we have lost the fervency in our prayer to cry out for mercy. We have lost the fervency, the urgency, the pleading in our prayer for crying out for mercy, for Jesus to have pity on us. And we are playing with grace very easily. The blind Bartimaeus, when he noticed Jesus was walking by, he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And he didn't allow anybody to silence him, not the people who was around him or not the greatest position he was holding. That was a beggar's pan and a torn um, blanket. 
he kept calling on for mercy jesus son of david have mercy on me until jesus ears this the bathimus voice fell on jesus ears but today we don't cry out for mercy we are living in a sophisticated country in a modern country where we just say sorry and there is no emotions and we don't regret nor do we repent so this psalm is asking us to see where we need to cry out for mercy where is that where that we have put the lid on the conscience and we are not seeing our sins as sin too often we generalize our repentance without getting specific failure to pinpoint areas where we need to change our mind attitude and act, actions on often allows us to go along without experiencing spiritual change and that's when we live in deep spiritual lethargy just feeling guilty is not going to change you just admitting it to god is not going to change you your spirits need to be renewed by the holy spirit that happens through something called repentance david cries out with his whole being to god on his deathbed john newton said because of my sin i feel that i'll sit at the feet of the thief on the cross because my sin is so huge i have been saved entirely by the gracious forgiveness of my savior the closer we get to the light the more i see my imperfections that is what john newton said and this is the guy who wrote amazing grace this psalm is about you this psalm is not about anybody else this psalm is about me oh lord standing in the need of prayer this psalm is not for my mother not for my father not for my husband nor my children nor my sister nor my brother not for a friend nor for a neighbor but it is solely for me oh lord i'm standing here in the need of mercy david recognized the filth of his sin he wanted to be cleansed of it he said purge me purify me wash me the words means a thorough scrubbing he said blot out my iniquities it means totally obliterate wiped away removed he said create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me david is saying lord i am in a deep spiritual lethargy lord i need a cpr and there are a lot of people who have died without a cpr and there are a lot of people are alive today who would be dead without going through a cpr king david of israel battled two giants in his lifetime first is the goliath a heroic giant and is that the it is the well known giant and he defeated the giant in a matter of minutes by the rocks of the from the river beds but there was another giant that was lesser known to others and that was the inter- internal giant and it took him many months to defeat and some commentators are saying it even may be close to a year david was asking for something deeper than just a washing david is asking for something deeper than a sorry he is not asking for a covering kind of forgiveness he was asking for something impossible for man he was saying lord create in me a clean heart this is not a lost man asking this but a saved man the cry of a man in misery 
he saw his sin and he saw his miserable state that what the sin has done to him that it has made it has taken him away from the presence of the holy spirit he what uh, he was asking in faith for something he knew could not happen outside of god he wanted a new heart he saw the check engine light and he knew just taking to the service center is not going to help he needed a new heart martin luther wrote either sin is with you lying on your shoulders or it is lying on christ the lamb of god now if it is lying on your back you are lost but if it is resting on christ you are free and you will be saved now choose what you want and now some people think that you know as time goes you will forget the sin and cs lewis says that we have a strange illusion that mere time cancels sin time is not the answer to sin christ is the answer to all sin we must seek him and seek his mercy asking for mercy asking for forgiveness asking for cleansing asking for renewal and asking for restoration but once we do this we would be better be serious about living for christ and pointing others to him sin kills but christ gives the abundant life and promise of eternal life david opens up his heart before god and holds nothing back it is a prayer that all people should pray because we are all guilty of sin maybe not a sin but we are guilty of sins of commission and sins of omission which we christians never talk about it is so easy to go and talk to a non believer about their sins but we forget to look at the sins of omission which we have failed to do and which for which we never ask for repentance he is no longer trying to cover it up one way that we try to cover up our sin is to rationalize it another way we rationalize our sin is by comparing ourselves to someone whom we perceive is not as good as we are i don't curse as much as that person i may have cheated a little on my resume but not as much as that person when we stand before the father in heaven he is not going to be comparing us to another person we are going to be compared to god himself who says be perfect therefore just as i am perfect god is the standard to enter heaven and not your neighbor and that is what this psalm is about we need to call sin a sin and realize that whatever the flavor of the sin is gossip slander inappropriate thoughts lying cheating murder whatever it is all carry the same weight and punishment in god's eyes these are the sins that we do and there are sins of omission that we don't do when the lord asks us to do this is a story of albert johnson albert johnson was raised by christian parents he accepted jesus as his savior when he was 15 albert was baptized and admitted into the membership of a baptist church he was faithful in his church attendance and he was walking daily with jesus but when he was 19 albert johnson stopped coming to church he got involved with the wrong crowd one day albert joined two other men in robbing a grocery store but in in kansas but here is the interesting twist to the story on the same day of the hold up there was a car crash involving two convicts and people closed the robbery case because the two convicts killed in an auto crash were mistakenly identified by the store clerks as the robbers 
Albert felt sure he would never be caught because already the clerks have identified the men who were killed in the car crash was the robbers. One day he met a Christian girl, eventually they got married. Albert's wife knew nothing of his past crime. One day Albert decided to go to church with his wife and the sermon that morning was from Psalm 51. Albert heard that old Baptist preacher read those verses, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities, iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. And the Holy Spirit started dealing with Albert's heart. His conscience started bothering him. The guilt of his crime made him uneasy. The cowardice of hiding his crime shamed him. He rec recognized his guilt and hated it. And verse 17, the sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise. To, be, to feel crushed with a sense of guilt, to have a genuine and deep sorrow for rebe rebellion against God and a determined desire to do differently. A contrite heart does not try to blame circumstances or other people or God for our own failure. Remember what Adam said, the woman you gave me handed me the fruit and I ate it. Eve pointed to the serpent and said, he deceived me and I ate. Adam blamed God, Eve blamed the serpent. A contrite heart recognizes that sin is a sin and it is a spiritual crime. And we don't take sin as a spiritual crime. It is a violation of God's law because he's so gracious to us. He forgives us every time we go and tell sorry. And we take the spiritual crime very lightly. David did not cover his sin. David said, this is exactly who I am. He says, I was sinful at the start. It wasn't that I was acting out of character. This sin just showed up or screwed me up. We can be giving excuses and explanation. I was tired or whatever. But David says, it is me. I did it. I'm at fault and I am faulty. No excuses, no explanation, just a full and complete confession. A confession of a sin that saying that I am broken, Lord, fix me. Lord, I am broken, Lord, beyond repair. Lord, create in me a new heart, Lord. I am totally broken, Lord. He begs to God to cleanse him with hyssop. Hyssop was, uh, it is a part of the ritual of the priest declaring a healed leper clean. David is not saying he made a slip. He's saying he is deceased, unclean as a leper. And he's asking for healing and purification. He wants his character to be cleansed by the Lord's hyssop. True repentance is truly a gift from God. This purity of heart starts and ends with God, but we have to ask first to have it in us. Albert Johnson became convicted of a sin. His heart was contrite. He decided to truly forsake his sin and to follow Jesus Christ. When he did, his life changed. He stopped the habit of smoking and drinking. He started going to church with his wife and after 
much thought and prayer, he confessed his crime to the police. That was another step David took, and that is next step in having a changed heart. Proverbs 28, 13 says, he who conceals his transgression will not prosper, but if he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Albert Johnson was convicted of a sin. His heart was touched by the spirit of God. Albert tried to make things right with the state of Kansas by confessing his crime. And Albert was taken into custody. But as it turned out under a Kansas statute of limitations, Albert was set free. There was no penalty that could legally attach to him for his crime. David experienced something even better than that. And there is something even better for the Christians. There is forgiveness. However, Albert, even though they did not um, put him in prison or anything, he chose to repay his share of the stolen money. And eventually, Albert became the manager of a service station. He became the father of three children. And Albert Johnson became an outstanding Christian layman. But he did not do that alone. And David could, could not do that alone. They both were holding on to the mercy of God. They both were holding on to the hand of God because what God wanted is not just a sorry. He wants us to have a broken spirit, a contrite heart and a broken spirit. That is what God wanted and that is what these two men had. This is about an old time preacher left his family on Philadelphia to go west and preach to the cowboys who were greatly under evangelized. Many of these rough riding cowboys were converted under the powerful preaching of this great man of God. But many left on these poor men had nothing to give to him for his labor among them. The man of God did not even consider this, but the men that had been redeemed sought to give him a gift. They knew what to do. They would rustle up a herd of wild horses, untamed broncos, and put them on a train to Philadelphia to be sold at auction. The proceeds would be given to the man of God. When they arrived in Philadelphia, the preacher met them at the train station according to the instruction of their letter. Before he would let them the auction, the horses off, he told one of the cowboys to pick out a horse for him to keep. The cowboy picked out the brightest eyed, bushiest tailed horse among them and brought him to the minister. The preacher promptly began to get up on the horse, but he was quickly warned by the cowboy, you can't do that, he is not broken yet, he will kill you. The minister replied to the young cowboy, he's no good to me, unbroken. So the cowboy agreed to break him up for the preacher. Upon returning up to the man of God, the preacher began to get up on the horse from the right side. The young cowboy once more warned the preacher, he will kill you. You have, you have to get up on the left side. He's only broke to mount from one side. The preacher explained to the cowboy that he had children and a wife that would ride this horse. And it was no good for his, for his use. We thought it was broken on both sides. So it is with the Lord. He cannot use those who are only half broken. We need him to break us on both sides. We must yield totally to his will. God uses broken things for his glory. He uses broken things for his honor and glory. 
So the question is, are you broken in the hands of God? We had one week to meditate upon the Psalm 51. Did you allow the Holy Spirit to break you on both the side or did you allow the Holy Spirit to break you only on one side? The goodness of the Holy Spirit is that the good things now is that it is not just kings and prophets who have the Holy Spirit, but everyone who is a Christian has the Holy Spirit. If you, you are not passionate about keeping the indwelling of the Spirit in your life, you need to dive deeper into the experience of the Spirit David does not beg to keep his kingdom, his power, his wife, his position. He begs to keep the presence of the Spirit because he knows without the Holy Spirit, he is undone. He knows without the Holy Spirit, he is nobody. He knows without the filling of the Holy Spirit, he is empty. And David goes on to say, you know, he knows that God is not too impressed with uh, sacrifice or extravagant giving. If it is just there to cover, he would have done that. In another place, God says, the multitude of your sacrifice, what are they to me? Says the Lord, that is Isaiah 111. I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. You can't buy God off. Give enough to him to make it all go away. He already owns everything. You can't give him what he already owns. This is repentance. That is what he asks. He asks us to cry out for mercy to him. He wants a contrite heart. He wants a broken spirit. That's what he asks. He wants us to focus on the broken relationship that we have with him, that wherever our relationship is broken with him, he wants to mend that area. And that is the psalm for us tonight. That is the warning light for us tonight to identify where we are broken. Whether we have a broken heart towards our sins or not, and to see where we are spiritually lethargic. And if we live in deep spiritual lethargic, we cannot experience the Holy Spirit. And we cannot blame anybody else for that. It is the psalm is for you and the psalm is for me, just me and nobody else. And that is what we have tonight. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, we praise you, Father God for this Psalm, Father God, that shows, Father God, the gap, the distance, Lord, between you and us, Father God. Why, Lord, we are not feeling the Holy Spirit, Lord? Why, Lord, we are not able to heal like Peter, heal like Paul? Why, Lord, we are not able to cast out demons, Lord, when you have given us the authority, Father God? Why, Lord, we cannot live like a true Christian, Lord? Because there is something darker in our lives. There is sin in our life. And we are living in deep spiritual lethargy. Lord, I pray, Father God, for our next level group, Father. I pray, Lord. Lord, cleanse us, Lord, with your hyssop, Father God. Lord, we are numb to sin, Father. Lord, the sin has paralyzed us, Father God. There is no feelings, Lord. 
Lord, the leprosy has decayed us to the core, Father. We take sin so lightly, Father God. We just come and just say a sorry to you, Lord. We thought even having that repentive heart, Father. Forgive us, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father, help us to cry out for mercy to you, Lord. Help us to come and cry out for pity to you, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, not to play with the grace, Father, that you have given us, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to be like the beggars in India, Father God. Who, Lord, knows the degree of their poverty, Father God, that it is so huge that they don't leave, leave any one passerby, Lord, until they get the money from them, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to cry out for mercy, Lord. Help us, Lord, to come and prostrate ourselves before you, Lord, with a wound, wounded heart, Father God. Before the merciful God, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to cover our sins. Help us, Lord, not to blame others. Help us, Lord, not to rationalize our sin, Father. Lord, as you have given us, Lord, this beautiful opportunity, Lord, of revival, Lord, for each one of us, Father God to recommit our lives to you, Lord, last week and this week, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to come to you with authentic confession, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father God, Lord, when we do, let that be a small sin or a big sin, Lord. Help, Lord, make us, Lord, make that sin to haunt us, Lord, night and day, Lord, that we will not be able to put a lid over it, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, like David, Father God, that how he missed the closeness with you, Lord, help us to see the degree, Lord, of the closeness, Lord, that we are missing with you, Father God, because of our sins, Father. I pray, Father God, wash us, Lord, with your hyssop, Father God. Cleanse us, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, pollute our words, pollute our thoughts, pollute our desires, Lord. Pollute, Lord, Lord, come and cleanse, Lord, all the polluted areas of our life, Father God, our thoughts, our minds, our words, our actions, our desires that are polluted, Father God. Come, Lord, and cleanse us, Lord, with your hyssop, Father God. Deliver us, Lord, from this deep spiritual lethargy, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, Holy Spirit, you come, Lord. Come, Father God, and I pray, Lord, for your fire, Lord, to be upon each one of us, Father God. To be renewed, Lord, to be revived in you, Father God. That, Lord, there will be no gap between you and us, Father God. Help us to see that, Father. Lord, help us to see, Lord, how we are missing the closeness with you, Father. And bring us, Lord, to our knees, Father God, and to not, Lord, cover, Lord, fig leaves around us, Father God by blaming others, Father God, or by covering our sins, Father. I pray, Father, create, Lord, in a next level group, Lord, a new heart, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for Justin, Lord, for preparing this sheet, Father God. I pray for your blessing over him, Father. I pray, Father God, for each one of the leaders, Lord, Justin, myself, and all the leaders, Lord, all the group members, Father God, that, Lord, this week, Lord, we will ponder upon Father God. And we will, Lord, cry out to you for mercy and ask you, Lord, to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our minds, Lord, to cleanse, Lord, our thoughts, our actions, Lord, our words, Father God. I pray, Father God, 
revive us father god lord i pray father if we are just broken on one side lord you break us on the other side father god because you cannot use an unbroken horse lord like the minister that told that unbroken horse is of no use for him and it is the same with you father god break us lord on both the sides lord so that we'll be a useful vessel in your hands father and you cleanse us lord with your hisap lord and make us lord to repent lord to cry out for mercy lord like the blind beggar bathimus father god and to feel your repentance lord flowing in us father god and we will not take our sins lightly father i pray father god for your holy spirit lord to fill each one of our families father god in a big way father and you renew us and you restore us father and make us to walk lord as your children lord worthy of your calling lord i pray all of this lord in the mighty name of jesus christ i pray amen